0: Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net Thank you for downloading Beer Nuts for free on iTunes or from
1: ChristopherMedia.net Please make sure to rate Beer Nuts 5 stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Beer Nuts by leaving a comment Thank you for following Beer Nuts on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast and on Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast Please like the Beer Nuts Podcast on Facebook to like and share Beer Nuts. If you'd like to donate to Beer Nuts, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Beer Nuts. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by christopher media network when you click through the hostgator banner at christophermedia.net and sign up for hostgator you are helping to support beer nuts the brobasket.com guys are tired of all those boring socks and ties brobasket is the answer to the age-old question what do i get a guy we know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task but not anymore TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke Gift Set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. those but still cool bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery, and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local law supply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at christophermedia.net. Alcohol gift baskets. What men really want. Men used to be hard to
0: shop for. The Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer, brought to you by MichiganBeerGuy.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. All right. Back in the
1: chair. Uh, miss you guys. I miss doing the show. I'm Chris. JR. JR R- here at com. I forgot I always introduce you guys. See, it's been a while. And Dugout. Hey, how are you? All right. Uh, so this episode. Uh, we are going to for us. It, it's it's what about about a five-hour drive away, six hours if you get that traffic. Uh, we're gonna do some beers, just a, a small smidgen of a drop in the bucket. Beers from the Chicagoland area, a place near near and dear to Dugout's heart.
2: Oh, absolutely! You know, born and raised. Uh, lived a very large chunk of my life in and around the Chicago area. Um. Worked for a brewery. Um, one of the ones we'll be sampling some products tonight uh, in in Chicago, and um, just have a real fond spot in my heart for not only some of the old tried and true brands, but the new and up and comers are uh, creating some waves in the beer community, and rightly so. So, very look much looking forward to getting in a couple of these beers tonight.
1: Amen. Amen.
3: Chicago, you know. Well, I got a a couple Al Capone quotes to kick off the show. That's okay. I'm going to actually do two because I found one that I really liked after I had one I really liked. So we're going to go with the first one is uh, Al Capone. You're either at the table or on the menu. Now, the second one by Al Capone is a smile will get you pretty far, but a smile and a gun will get you farther. Yeah, I've, I've
1: I've liked that one. I've heard that one before. Yeah, that's that's the Chicago
2: way for sure.
3: <laughs> so uh, all right, well uh, we're gonna dive right in and dug out. Uh, it would uh, be a sin not to uh, let you go first. This is your uh, this is your stomping ground. So why don't you lead us into Chicago Land Beers episode?
2: All right, so I had I had a first beer picked out. But decided to go with another fir- uh, first beer, and uh, the first one I have up is from Half Acre Beer Company. Happen to have a really great affection for the brewery and their beers. Uh, at one time where I lived in Chicago, they were maybe a mile and a half from my house. Used to ride my bike up, get a growler or two, and uh, ride the bike back home and have a happy evening. You know, so this uh, they're they're well known for. Uh, some of their IPAs and pale ales, uh, Daisy Cutter comes to mind, Double Daisy Cutter. Uh, I think we've reviewed a couple of their beers on here before. Um, but the particular beer I have tonight is called Nanaja, N-A-N-A-J-A, and it is a double India pale ale. And if either one of you guys, um, Jr. Christopher, have access to a... Um, Web to sort of look this up and give us some background on it. I've had it once before. I have just poured it in the glass and pretty much a very gold color, some pretty heavy lacing on it. I mean the nose is pure like pine forest grapefruit kind of hops and body comes across as really I don't know, somewhere in the middle. It's certainly not a heavy body. But then the hops hit you and just Bust your palate wide open.
1: Website says, uh, our only double IPA, we like to brew this one a few times a year. Aggressive in nature, but soft on the eyes. This bully will befriend you and attack your decision-making sectors. Uh, It does have a 9.5 ABV, according to the website.
2: Well, that's great to know because the other night I went to go check it in on one of these uh, websites. Uh, I think it was untapped. And there was no no reading for it, and um, I took a couple of sips of it, and I could just feel from a little bit of the alcohol burn up in the front on the first couple sips that this wasn't this wasn't for the faint of heart. So good to know it's like somewhere in that nine and a half percent. I was thinking maybe even a little higher at ten, but it's it hides it well, so to speak. I mean, other than that first that first bust on your chops of uh, ethanol. It's it's easy going down. Sounds wonderful. we shows there to enjoy some. Me too. <laughs> I, I have it. I wish you were too, because I'll tell you what. I'm going to be in trouble after I finish this in the next beer. <laughs> <year. laughs> well, I
3: believe we reviewed Vallejo on the show. That's one of my favorites from.
2: That. That's the one I was. That's one of the other ones I was thinking of. And really, a nice pale ale.
3: So where is Half Acre? What part of the city?
2: Well, their original. I know they built another brewery, and a tap room, and I want to think that that's in the Avondale area. I may be incorrect on that. The original tap room was up in an area called North Center. It was uh, originally a very heavy German populated area. There used to be, and there's still a couple of the German restaurants around there, and uh, Beer Stubes. Uh, but it was a very German area at that time, or, or a long time ago. So everything changes in this city. It goes from something and nothing to something. and
1: Back to nothing, then to something again.
2: And then to something again. It's
3: like Detroit. Well, I don't know the city, but it's on North Lincoln Avenue. I don't know if you know where that is. Lincoln
1: and Montrose. Big city. Uh, i have uh, It's probably one of the places I've been the most other than Vegas. I mean, it's just from proximity, and I used to live in Kalamazoo. But, I mean, it's its a great city. There's a lot of, sh- lot of stuff to do there. A uh, lot, of, lot of great food. No matter what time of the year, there's something to do there. I mean, it's—I'm uh, sure I'm preaching to the choir as far as Dugout goes. Uh,
2: oh yeah, it's not just one area; it's spread out all over the place. North side, South side, West side. I mean, if it's—if you can think of it, it's there.
1: Is the South side still got its reputation?
2: South side, South side has always had good things going for it. Um, you know. A lot of the news media happens to focus on the negative aspects of the south side of Chicago. But, hey, that's where I grew up. White Sox, I'm a big fan. I know they suck right now. Cubs, it's the Cubs year, so I can't deny them anything. I'm not going to say anything bad about they're the Cubs.
1: They're not here yet, buddy. I mean, I, <laughs> I hate to be in the, the cold shower, but they're not there. I mean, we all remember the Bartman years, right?
2: Oh boy, yeah, that (laughs) guy—he ruined everything. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I saw a a great uh, documentary on him. It was like an hour-long documentary on his life and what happened, how his life changed. It was very interesting because his life was never the same. It's really kind of a sad story when you watched it.
2: And all he did was try to grab a ball. Wouldn't you do it? I'd be doing it.
3: Yeah. Hindsight is twenty-twenty, right?
1: And uh, but too, everybody. Want to get away? <laughs> everybody always yeah. forgets, though, too, that uh, uh, the the Cubs had several more chances to win that game. And in fact, wasn't there even a a booted ground ball or something that went through somebody's legs, like a couple plays after that? Uh, uh, I mean, the Cubs had their hand in blowing that game too, but he just ended up just being the ultimate scapegoat in that situation.
2: Yeah, and isn't isn't it amusing that you say it's a goat because it is the curse oh, of the goat? That's,
1: I forgot about the yeah. <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna give this uh, Nanaja a huge, huge thumbs up. I mean, yeah, I know it'll wreck you, and I I posted that on a website a few nights ago when I had the first one. I said I didn't, I didn't know what the ABV was, but it, I basically said the comment: if you want to get somewhere fast, this beer is gonna take you there. I mean, it's very easy to drink, but man. What a kick. Hey, man, I'm all about the efficiency beers, all right? Yeah.
1: Bring some back
3: on your next trip, please. I'd love to try it.
2: Well, we'll see if it's around, and I'll definitely grab it. It's like if you have
1: six and then you drink four, then you only have two left. But if you have six and you drink two, then you have four left.
2: If I buy four, four are going to get drank. So (laughs) there's no math involved, Christopher. (laughs) I'd say
1: at once. Beer does not last <laughs> at
2: Doug's house, no.
1: Doesn't last too much around here either. But, uh, okay, so uh, who's taking the next beer here, you, me or you, Jr. Well, I'm chomping at the bit here. I have something that has lasted
3: for two years. And when I heard, when I was talking to Doug out about doing Chicago beers, I, immediately my mind jumps to the coveted Bourbon County from Goose Island. And I have uh, some couple vintage bottles in my cellar. And what I have uh, brought out for this episode, I have a 2014 Bourbon County Coffee, a 2014 Bourbon County Barley. Yeah, easy for me to say. I'm already uh, thinking about those 12.6 percenters. Uh, Bourbon County Barley Wine, and then I have the 2015, last year's vintage of the Bourbon County Regal, which I have never tasted. So, uh, by process of elimination, basically. I decided I was going to start off with Bourbon County Coffee.
1: Nice. So, nice choice.
3: So, it's a 2014. I just cracked it open, and I'm going to take my first sip right now. But before I do that, I'm going to test the aroma and take a little sniff. I can smell the coffee, actually. was—you know Usually, coffee is one of the uh, ingredient that fades rapidly, uh, depending on the type of bean you use and uh, you know, a lot of other factors. But it's uh, very boozy, I get a lot of alcohol in the nose, and I get a nice coffee flavor. Uh, Let's dive in, I'm anxious to try Some
1: tasting music.
3: So the first thing I'm tasting, it's a little bit of sweet dark fruit, uh, raisins, prunes, delicious dark fruit plums. I don't really taste the coffee right away, but... As, uh finished coffee starts through and it actually took about you know five ten seconds and the aftertaste of it is definitely a lot of coffee so I'm very impressed that the coffee's held up quite well in this over two years this being uh, 2014 delighted to have this because as many people know the 2015 unfortunately the coffees the coffee batches were all infected and uh, they were refunded uh, Brewery refunded your money for those if you submitted the proper, uh, paperwork. And, uh, but, so 2014 is where it's at, because 2015, the coffee, uh, didn't come out so well. But this is a gem. It's 12.6% alcohol, and, uh, it's just unbelievable, uh, very, very, uh, intense, uh, booze bourbon in this. But, uh, actually, it's not hot, or it's not hot uh, being that like the alcohol overwhelms you. It's very balanced in with the dark fruits, everything you would probably uh, expect, out of, but I'm really surprised that the coffee really is like a delayed, it hits you later, and really delightful. I wish you guys were here to, to share it with me, but I guess I'll have to drink the whole thing myself. I'm not strained poor in this one.
2: Yeah, missing drinking that, that's for sure. I took 2014
1: Bourbon County earlier this year at a pub in uh, Long Island, and uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I might as well have had a nipple on that thing though, because I was. It was great. I was nursing it. I'm like, ah, you're not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna get this again for a while.
2: Yeah, I mean, infected patches or not, um, don't give up on this stuff. I mean, this this is the beer that invented bourbon barrel aging, in my opinion. I mean, I know it's been done before, but I just think that these guys are the ones that took it out of the closet and into the mainstream and started a whole slew of a category beers.
3: Well, agreed, and I know that we've discussed this on a previous episode. Um, That's why I I targeted the variants, because I think we tasted uh, the traditional uh, regular bourbon county stout in the the other episodes. But you may want to just briefly touch on your experience with the... uh, origination of this style at the Goose Island brewery that you worked at
2: Well sure I mean it was it was originally um, released in the brew pub as part of a collaboration between Jim Beam and Goose Island and it was Jim Beam's 200th anniversary in 1995, I believe it was, and and this beer was released in conjunction with it. So it was originally aged in Jim Beam barrels. Maybe not the first variants of it. I mean, there were obvious stages of it that were created, but the original release of it, where it was at the brew pub, it wasn't bottled then. It was just on tap. Um, that was done in '95 with uh, the Jim Beam uh, 200th anniversary.
3: Nice. Well, I can tell you now, uh, this is a a real treat. Uh, I've got two more after this one. So, uh, one of these days, we're going to have to all get together. This is going to be one that we need to share. I wish I could share it with you now, but we're all in different locations.
2: Well, I wish you could too. You know, one of these nights, you need to do like a Michigan bonfire episode where we're all sitting around with like as much firewood as you can put on one fire at a time and. Drinking some heavy beers while the cool winds come in and sitting in blankets and just talking about the beers we got. Big, heavy stuff. and You know, fall's coming. It's great sort of stout season, porter season. The bigger beers start coming to vogue.
3: Amen. And uh, to that suggestion, I say hell to the air.
1: Yeah.
2: No,
3: <laughs> no complaints here. But yeah, the, the uh, fall is upon us and the temperatures are going to be dropping soon and... The bonfires will be kicking in, and uh, we're getting a little early start on stout season, and that's fine with me. That's uh, always been my favorite time of year for beers. All the good stuff comes out. Releases are already starting to hit of good, dark, uh, flavorful bourbon barrel-aged beers, and uh, it's my favorite time of year to be a beer guy.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely, and, and I mean, don't forget about the Oktoberfest beers, I and mean, I've had a couple from some really small breweries that have been, wow, what great malt bombs these things were, I enjoyed the hell out of a couple of them, it was great.
1: And hey, don't forget pumpkin beers, huh, huh? <laughs> no, no, you can forget them, you can forget all of them. You can we can
3: listen to some Smashing Pumpkins anytime, but uh, yeah. I'll pass on the pumpkin beers.
2: Well, I mean, we did the episode. We had a few that were really good, that were drinkable, but I think as the category has sort of fallen off quite a bit. And it was it was the thing for a while, but you're not seeing so many of them now.
3: Yeah, I noticed. Well, this the year, other thing that I'd like to comment on is, man, I mean, these things came out at the end of July. I mean. What, what the heck, man? I mean, you're going to bring a pumpkin beer out, it should come out, like, now. And
2: Well, yeah, right. And, and, for and, two months. And, I mean, whose pumpkins, where were they growing pumpkins where they're ready in July? <laughs> Good I point. mean, this is the time when you pick pumpkins. You don't pick them in July.
1: I did notice. Well, I'm not getting it. Maybe I shop at different beer stores than I did a year ago, but I did. It seemed this year there was a lot more Oktoberfests around than uh, pumpkin beers,
3: and like, I'm fine with that. It seems yeah, like, as as the, the it, craft style is be. shifting,
1: is is that direction? Which
2: fine by me. I'd rather. All right, all rack right. Rack. Let's get off. Let's get off the pumpkin bashing, smash <laughs> bashing, smashing pumpkins. Smashing and pumpkins. Uh, Christopher, them. Christopher, what do we? What do you got for us? I, I, and I'm going to give a lead up I know what you got it's a Chicago Brewery via Petaluma, California but it doesn't take anything away from that It it is a Chicago Brewery what do you have, Christopher?
1: Uh, I have an offering from Lagunitas I got a little something something mail
2: uh, oh, I like that I like that
1: something I've seen around uh, to, uh, yesterday I was in Vegas like not even 24 hours ago. And they had all kinds of like, uh, special, uh, limited editions out there. And I was gonna grab one and drink it. And I didn't. But I got one now. I see this all the time. Uh, at least where I shop. And they figured, well, oh, hey, why not? Let's pick one up. Uh, apparently it's, uh, 7.5. So, uh, you know, it's a little something, something. <laughs> as far as, uh, if you're, uh, you know, looking to get somewhere quick, as we just said earlier. <laughs> um it's light i mean it is color i mean it doesn't get more golden than this beer as far as color goes um it's very clear you could see you could see right through it uh the head uh you know a little little effervescent uh not not too much um you take a, a whiff and uh, you got a sweet smell to it. You're, you're getting a little bit of hops in the aroma too. But uh, my nose immediately—it just—it told we're going to be getting a little sweeter offering here. Take a sip, and my feel—you know—kind of like right in the middle. The carbonation is right where you want it to be. And again, it, it's—I'm getting sweetness, you know, and you know, the hot—it's—it's—it's it's, it's sweet in front, and the hops kick in in the back. And it's very drinkable, uh, as you guys have been talking about your beers. I've already plowed through uh, half my first bottle here, so no, this is this is good. this This could be something. Uh, this could be something for football Sunday. Which, by the way, John, congrats on your Eagles. Uh, this could be something. You know, uh, alcohol volume aside, this is something I could see myself getting a six pack for and uh, drinking while I watch the Lions lose. Well, That's beer.
2: Oh, good. Good analogy. I mean, Lions losing to the Bears on Sunday? What? <laughs> yeah,
3: you know what, guys? We got like a round robin coming oh, up for right. you, uh, Chris. We got <laughs> the Bears. The Bears play the Lions this week, and then the Eagles come to Detroit the following week. We're going to have to have some side wagers, some beer wagers going on with
2: you. Yeah, beer wagers. I don't, I don't, I'm I not putting one dime on the Bears. And, and, Christopher, and Christopher, I would, obviously, I would have to have some serious question if you were going to put money on the Lions. The
1: only thing that scares me about Sunday is, trust me, I think we're a better team than you this year, but is you're at home. That's what scares me about Sunday. Is Where
2: they've lost 11 of their last 10 games, I believe. Oh, okay, maybe I feel a little better about that now. <laughs> But it's Detroit, and Detroit finds ways to lose.
1: Yeah, like the Tennessee game Same that they should have won. Yeah, and it, yeah. Uh, last week. The score last you know week what, guys, was not hey, indicative of how close that was. wrong with a friendly was. beer wager. It's not money.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just liquid. We all drink anyway, so. I think you got well, out there, guys. We bet Detroit beer. Well, uh, um, I would beer. say
2: maybe um, put a, put up a bomber. Put up a bomber or something good. And team with the best record at the end of the year.
3: No, no. So, on game.
2: J.R., you got Philly. Oh, on the game.
3: Yeah. You got you got away with one because the Eagles already beat the Bears, so I didn't get
2: a chance today. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> why I was trying to include you so you could oh, no, maybe oh, no, get no, on no, the oh, action, no, you know, you. and just say. End of, end of the year, best record wins the wins all three bottles. Okay, well, I'm fine with that. Well, I you're going to win two right. bottles. You're not going to win three because one of them would have been yours. But.
3: I was going to go right at Chris uh, for the following week when the, the Lions
1: host the Eagles. I mean, yeah, like I could put up a Detroit beer. You know, Doug, you could put up a Chicago beer. Jerry, you could put up a Philly beer.
2: Amen. There we go. And we can, uh, we can monitor this action uh, via Twitter or... Our website, or
3: yeah, I'm going to have to get some Pennsylvania.
2: Somebody can come up with the right scores of all three, winners of all three, and win a class.
1: Wow, we could do so many things with know. this. Well, we're getting off the track
3: because we were talking
2: about Lagunitas, but yes. yeah, we
1: all love our
3: football. Team. No, this is a little so song, let's, something. Uh, hey, let's, let's all uh, do a toast to our team. So, whoever your team is out there, whatever you're drinking. Hoist it up and toast to your team, because win, lose, or draw, you're gonna be a fan of your team till you die. Actually, it's win, lose, or tie. I'll be a fan till I die. That's unfortunately that's how it goes around here. Believe me, and, and, and here, here.
1: <laughs> whatever. You at least got None a Super Bowl in the last thirty years. That's true. You had the, uh, you had the '85 Bears.
3: That's uh, that was a good team. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, unfortunately, so many people still live their lives like that is the Bears team. And you went and, to the Super Bowl um, where
1: uh, Peyton Manning won. I mean, uh, and that yep. was,
2: what, 10 years ago-ish? Ish. And that's, that is the Super Bowl where Devin Hester took the opening kickoff and drove it for a touchdown. That was pretty exciting.
1: Because that's what that guy did.
2: It's- that's what he did.
1: He made a career oh, yeah.
3: of running, to watch.
1: of running the ball back.
3: Then uh, at least you had Barry Sanders,
1: Chris. What do you mean at least? You didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't get to. Hey, that didn't win a playoff
3: game. <laughs> didn't win playoff
1: I'm trying, game. To, okay. I'm trying
3: to come up with something for the Lions, and Sanders <laughs> is about all I can think of. <laughs>
2: all right, let's get back on show here, guys.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I wanted to just say something about Lagunitas. I know that I mentioned previously that. I was at a, uh, I was in Las Vegas last year when the National Beer Wholesalers Association Convention was there, and some friends in the industry invited me to the Lagunitas party, and man, those guys know how to party. I mean, that was a first-class uh, deal. Uh, we went into uh, at Caesar's Palace, and we were up in a suite, and there was an upstairs, a cloud room, and uh, it probably belongs on another podcast. Uh Um, but I had a flight out that night and I figured I was already going to be flying high. So I passed on the cloud room, but, uh,
0: uh, a lot
3: of, uh, great people I met at that, uh, that function. Uh, I met the the head brewer. I met the, uh, main marketing person, the CEO, just great, great people that are fun to party with and to be around and that are passionate about their beers. So just want to put a good plug in. It's a company that I really like. And I know that, uh, Technically, they're you know they merged with Heineken and they're uh you know part of a bigger umbrella now and uh, not is that why you see them all everywhere brewery that they used to be, but you know this is the way the industry is evolving and uh, I don't hold it against these guys and uh, they make great beer and uh, the other thing about their beers is they're always great value. I mean you can get a bomber of uh, Hop Stupid for like five bucks, and it's a wonderful beer. I mean all their all their stuff is great and reasonably priced. And uh, I, I really can't think of uh, anything I've had from Lagunitas that I didn't really enjoy. So hats off to him. Uh, we owe it to Lagunitas to do a whole episode on just Lagunitas beers at some point. I think uh, actually uh, S.A.K. Uh, Steve uh, recommended that we do that a while ago. So maybe we can get him on the show to do it with us. But uh, hats off, Lagunitas. Keep doing what you're doing. And a little something-something is a is a damn good beer
2: well absolutely uh, Logany is just you know what a what a phenomenal story and what phenomenal beer and they really do some great stuff um, just a um, little side note and a little plug for a friend of mine and this happens to go with the show um, so buddy of mine Steve camp has been homebrewing since about early 80s and um, and then finally got the chance to open his first brewery, which is called the Evil Horse Brewing. It is in Crete, Illinois, which is you know, due south, maybe about 40 miles from the city. But every bit worth the drive. They've got phenomenal beers. He happened to win a contest with Lagunitas where he was able to produce his beer into a bottle and he's now got it on tap at the brew pub. So, just wanted to give him a plug. I ran into him last week. Had a bunch of beers at the brewery, and it was great.
3: Oh, that's awesome! That's a great story. I'd love to go visit his brewery.
2: And yes, they are in. They are in the schedule at some point. So we cool will definitely that? get it. We will definitely get an Evil Horse Brewing uh, podcast in.
1: And how cool is
3: it? If that only someone we can uh, all take. If only we could all take a four-day weekend and just uh, go in Pete's Uncle Pete's RV and go see all these guys and do podcasts from each location. Uh, that would be so fun. We're gonna have to do that. Somebody, somebody let's start buying lottery tickets, guys. Come on. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> go to
1: Chrisformedia.net. Click on the donate button. You know, it, if you want to hear these things happen, people. You you go. Know, it's it's a labor of love for all of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How about a
3: crowdfunding? <laughs>
1: And all right. (laughs) Crowdfund us for us us to go, basically uh, for us to go on a four-day bender. I'm sure people will line right up for it. (laughs) Why not?
2: Well, yeah, exactly. Why not? So um, I've got a beer here that's kind of crazy. And it's it's a brewery. It's on Chicago Avenue in Chicago. It's not far from where I used to live. And I know these guys had a hard time getting started just because they were in a dry zone or, you know, they were basically in a funky part of the city that was changing over. But this brewery is called Forbidden Root, and they build themselves as a botanic brewery, meaning they add a lot of things. So the, from Forbidden Root, I have a beer called Divine Mud Heavy Petal. And it is an imperial stout brewed with pecans, magnolia flowers, and West African chocolate. It's clocking in about 9.2%. And as would be expected, as you pour this stuff, it's uh, it's pretty dark. It's pretty tar-like. And it's not like motor oil, but it's that color. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like... Kind of sniffing it. It's hard to nail down all the stuff that's going on. I mean, there's like flowers and there's like raisins and chocolate that you smell coming off of it. It's it's not a real heavily carbonated beer, and my first taste is like, wow, what all have you got in here? I mean, it's it's just sort of like a it's like a Snickers bar on steroids with alcohol i mean does that make sense it's got nuts and it's got raisins and caramel and chocolate and wow there's a lot going on here so i'm going to go to the website here and just um give a little bit of a what's written about it from forbidden root and it says um Heavy Petal evokes a rich history of the American South, featuring magnolia flowers, pecans, and pure West African cacao. Not just the nibs, but 100% unsweetened mass to create a very special imperial stout. We melted six pounds of chocolate into each barrel, effectively melting an entire unsweetened chocolate bar directly in every bottle, which is what I have in front of me. Which, man, I gotta tell you, it doesn't I mean I know there's chocolate in it but because it's unsweetened and because it's it's fermented in beer and because all these other ingredients are in it it just tastes like some incredible dessert or pie that you're eating it is amazing.
3: Man that sounds great. Yeah I, gonna, think, uh, our, I think the for I I absolutely think for our next show we're going to have to uh get together and I can't I'm so jealous of the, the beers you guys are drinking and I'm sure you'd like to be having this Bourbon County <laughs> coffee with me. What do you think, Chris? We got to enlist Uber. Come on, Uber sponsor it.
1: Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Uber or Lyft are one of them. Uh to and that's my yep. m- my uh my years winding down. I got I got 5 trips left. If if everything works out, I should be done working for the year on December 10th. Which Oh, we need to do it before then. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm just say my... The, the travel tornado's winding down. I got a I got a pretty set schedule for the rest of the year as far as when I'll be traveling. All right. Well, let's make it happen, man. We'll figure it out
3: because I've got plenty of gems in my cellar to share. We're gonna do a. Uh, I've made two homebrews. So cel- that you're gonna do a, able an episode called Epic Cellar Raid. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna pull the you know the cream of the crop out because you know what? I Was telling dug out earlier today. What if I get hit by a bus tomorrow? All these great beers need to be drank. So Epic Cellar Raid coming soon, and we're all going to be together in the same place. We're going to figure it
2: out. Well, and I'm glad you're not getting hit by a bus tonight, because you still got another beer to give us, right?
3: Oh, well, I'm, I'm getting hit by a bus, but it's called the Bourbon County Express. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have That's you it. know I'm about two fingers away from finishing that coffee, and I got my eye on the <laughs> barley wine now. <laughs> well, get on it, man. You're up. <laughs> Which one, Regal or Barley
2: Wine? It's, it's up to you. I think probably do one more and we'll sign this off, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay.
3: I hey, mean, I'll be signing off no matter what. <laughs> so uh, you guys pick. Come on, guys. Regal? Let me uh, describe the Regal because I have not had a Regal. I have well, then two- do the Regal. It's a uh, stout aged in rye barrels with blackberries, candied cherries, and sea salt added. I mean, it's really hard for me to walk away from that. Although, Yeah, dude, do the Regal. The barley wine was my favorite, so I can hoard that and save it for another day. So, all right, Regal time, baby. Let's go it. Here we go. And there it is. The coveted Bourbon County Regal Rye Stout. Hang on while I rinse my glass.
1: You know, I'm seeing the word rye on a lot more
2: beers lately.
3: <laughs> Rye's a great ingredient. Everybody says it's
1: spicy. I kind of
3: like the adjective zesty.
2: Need yeah, it, it's it's spicy in a way that, but it doesn't add heat to it. It just adds a bit of a, I don't know, just sort of a spiced flavor into the beer, but not, not like particular spice. It's not like you put sage in it or just something that's very distinctive. It just is, and well, it's a grain that just adds a spice to the beer that you brew that you've brewed with it.
3: Okay, well, I just poured myself a snifter of the Bourbon County Regal Rye. First time I've ever tasted this. Hard to believe because I've had it for a while. I've just been hoarding. But I have another one of these left. I actually have a third one somewhere. I just can't find it. So I'm pouring it. It is. Uh, it looks very much like the coffee I just had. It's, uh, you know, the pitch dark, uh, nice uh, brownish-tan beige head. Not very big of a head. Uh, these beers aren't highly carbonated. It, they wouldn't be for the style. So I'm going to jump right in to uh, get the aroma. I can definitely smell fruit. I can definitely smell booze. And all the only thing that happens when I smell it is it makes me really want to drink it. So I'm going to just drink it. <laughs> One of Do right? it. Holy mackerel. Wow, much different than the coffee, as you would expect. There's definitely fruit in here. I can taste the blackberries, the cherries. Oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. You know, you got the dark fruits, but they're not like the raisiny dark fruits. They're more like uh, fruit flavors, you know. You got the the, the dark cherry flavor and uh, the blackberry flavor. Really some berry coming at you. Pretty good. And, uh, you know, the, the bourbon's there, but everything is just like a concert in harmony. It's There's nothing that overpowers the other thing. It's just one consistent, fantastic flavor that, This is really, really good. It might be the best bourbon county variant I've ever had. Although uh, vanilla rye might edge this out in my flavor profile because I love vanilla. But boy, this is so fruity and delicious. And I got a sixteen point nine ounces of it. Sure wish I could uh, hand some of this over to you guys. But uh, pour
2: it it through the the podcast waves. Well, if you came up with that technology, that would be kind of awesome, wouldn't it? Well, you know, I'm
3: <laughs> wafting it right below the mic. I'm hoping you guys can get a whiff of that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it exceeds all my expectations. I knew it was good. I've heard great reviews, and that it was good. And I know some people that uh, that had some and like traded, you know, everything in the world, and have stockpiled some of this. Um, I know I have one, maybe two more left. So, uh, man, it's really delicious. Probably. It's yeah. Uh, that coffee I had was really, really over the top, but this is even better. So uh, yeah, I know there were some issues last year with some of the other variants, uh, but you know what? Um, and I know a lot of people bash Bourbon County because uh, ABN Dev owns it. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of ABN Dev, um, but you know what? I am a fan of Bourbon County. And what I will say about what happened last year is at least they made it right with their customers. You know, the stuff that uh, was found to be Uh, infected or subpar you know they they admitted it and they manned up and and issued refunds so that's admirable in my opinion that they're uh you know taking care of their customers so but you know what this one is definitely not infected and um i wanted to share something that i just read today uh online uh that this year's batch of goose uh, this year's batches of goose island were just announced and uh, they actually, due to what happened last year, they were pasteurizing the batches this year to, to eliminate any chance of infection. I don't know what long-term ramifications that has for aging the beer. Um, I'll need more time to digest and do a little research on that. But I also can uh, tell you that they have announced uh, the flavors for this year, the variants. They're going to have the – they always have a Chicago-only proprietor's. And the 2016 proprietors is made using chipotle peppers, cocoa nibs, and aged in bourbon barrels the previously stored maple syrup. So that's this year's proprietors. Um, They are going to have a Bourbon County Stout Coffee. And I'm reading this off an article that was released today to the media. It says each year BCS Coffee is made with a different roast from our next-door neighbors. Intelligentsia. This year, Goose Island went on an origin trip to Costa Rica with Intelligentsia to choose Fleca Roja, a roast that blends flavors of fruit and cherry, chocolate and nuttiness, and sublime aroma. So they uh, traveled the globe to find the best coffee for their coffee variant. So That's, that's encouraging. Um, the barley wine, I don't see it in this article, but I actually read that this year the barley wine variant was previously made in barrels that already had... Regular Bourbon County Stout in them, and then they used a second bottling to make the barley wine. Well, this year they're making the barley wine with fresh bourbon barrels that have not had other beer in it, so it should be a lot more uh, bourbony and boozy, if you can believe that. So that's uh, that's really promising too.
2: Well, and a lot more stable. And I think you know this whole thing with the recall and stuff like that. It's you know it's it's great on them that they recognized it and got it out to the public and said, hey, this isn't right. I mean, I had a couple bottles that were in the infected line, and I they were kept in the fridge, and I drank them, and they were fine. I mean, it wasn't bad, but for those of you who had those bottles in the cellar, yeah, I could see where it would just be like, ugh. But, you know, hats off to them for taking the initiative to say, hey, this this wasn't right, so let's let's regroup and we're going to make this even badass, more badass than it was before.
3: Yeah, so I, I know uh, a lot of craft beer connoisseurs, uh, you know, they uh, highly anticipate uh, going to Chicago or going to their local bottle shops on Black Friday when these are released. I don't know what effect this will have, whether people will lose interest because of what's happened, but be you know they're making it right and they've uh, you know they've kind of righted the ship and they're pasteurizing it. Again, I don't know what ramification that will have, but I do know that it, the beers won't be infected. You know, I don't know how that may affect the aging process. I'm not sure, so I'm not going to uh, pretend I do know what that will mean. But you know, hey, they 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 I, we know it won't be infected this year. It's pasteurized, so yeah.
2: well exactly. And you know what worst thing we can do is go get those beers when they come out and drink take them up open them drink them up and maybe we'll have another show out of it
1: exactly it, i'm
2: all for that
3: because i can tell you that regal is getting better with every sip
1: oh man so, the, out of everything you uh, that that's uh maybe maybe it's just cuz you just do such a good job at reviewing them, Jr. Maybe you should get a job as a reviewer for beers, but that's well, the I, one I've heard tonight. I think, like, oh, that's the one I want to try the most.
3: Well, it's easy to review Bourbon County beers because uh, these, are, these are the creme de la creme for sure. Um, what I will say, Chris, is when you have that episode and we all get together, I'll bring one of these because you have to try it.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward that's to
3: it. Even, even if the uh, Lions lose to the Eagles, I'll still bring it you.
1: Well, hey, you know they're just going to have beat the Bears, so it'll be all, it'll all be good.
3: Well, I, I may remind you that uh, I went to the Thanksgiving Day game last year, and the Eagles were trounced by the Lions. So hopefully, this is the revenge game. Huh? Well,
2: so well, part, well and I
3: have a, tell I have you a what. Is there any
2: in, and before we go any further, I'm going to make one more comment on this. Is there any better way to spend a Thanksgiving than going to a, a game at Ford Field? I don't think so. I've no, never my team done got it. Got
3: blown out last year. and I had a great time. I've
2: never. It done doesn't it. matter. You know what? It's, that's the best Thanksgiving I could ever do. <laughs> I'm
3: gonna have to try it if you one year. Make it to the game. You can sit at home and watch it on TV and be stuffing your face and drinking great beers. But I agree. It is a great uh, Detroit tradition to have that Lions game every year.
1: Yeah, tradition of watching them lose. But, hey, you know, it's... They won last year. And I know, but it's... I'm almost 40. I've seen a lot of I've Seen a lot of losses on Thanksgiving. <laughs> there's been a lot of Thanksgiving where the TV has just been turned off. Like, all right, that's over. Let's eat. <laughs> well, hey, at least there's always turkey
2: to console you.
3: Turkey and beer. That's right. if, if the turkey doesn't... If the tryptophan and the turkey doesn't put you to sleep, the lions will, right? Yeah.
2: Or whatever you choose to numb your senses after another lion's loss in the last few seconds. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, maybe maybe that maybe that'll be the scenario this Sunday. I don't know. Next time we record, we'll have those results.
2: So, guys, do we have a, um? You know, we do brewery of the brewery of the week, uh, beer of the week. I mean. You guys want to get into that?
3: Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Uh, Christopher, why don't you go first? Let's go first for Brewery of the Week, then
1: we'll do Beer of the Week. Uh, Brewery of the Week? Um, I mean, I'm going to have to go with uh, Goose Island for making right by their customers. I mean, all you can ask for is a little bit of honesty uh, in this day and age, and I like the fact that, uh, that those guys did that so that is going to be my vote for brewery of the week hey Doug out
2: alright I have to say brewery of the week is half acre Um, I think Daisy Cutter is outstanding I know we've reviewed the Vallejo before Uh, Anoja is just another extension of an incredible IPA from these guys they just continuously turn out phenomenal beers but they've done so way under the radar. I mean, they are not like what you think of as typical. When you think of Chicago, you don't think Half Acre, but probably should because these guys make great beer. So that's my beer of the week. Well,
3: I gotta, I gotta side with dugout. I go with Half Acre. Uh, uh, first of all, dugout, dugout the enough. Chicago expert in the group, Father Lindsay. Secondly, I, I've had. Everything I've ever had from Cat Baker was really good. Uh, love the Balajo; it's one of my favorite IPAs I've ever had. And uh, you know, while while uh, while these beers are fantastic that I'm having, you know, uh, Goose Island has had issues in the last year. You know, it is admirable they took care of the customers, but let's see what happens this year. And besides, uh, my vote for beer of the week, I think, is probably going to be pretty easy. So. That'll go to Goose Island. So, Brewery of the Week, uh, the crown goes to Half Acre, a true Chicago institution. So, for Beer of the Week, uh, I'll lead it off because it's, uh, everybody knows I'm going to speaking and uh, I'm going to say wherever drop probably going to be another hour until I finish this thing, because it is that good. There's no way you're going to just do anything but sip it and enjoy every drop. So, Beer of the Week, Burbank County, Eagle Ride, thank
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna on. Oh, well, the only beer I had. A little, little unfair. But uh, I'm going with the little something something because uh, for I mean for the ABV, it's surprisingly drinkable, which can be dangerous. But uh, we're gonna go with the the the, the little something something.
0: Okay,
3: dugout.
2: All right. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna undo this tie here. because <laughs> uh Well, I like little something something and. It's a beer that I've enjoyed for a long time. Um, It's been around for a long time. And I like that about that beer, but it's always stayed true to form. And it remember, we brought this up earlier. Where you want to get to, it'll get you there in a hurry. (laughs) Um, But I do have to side with JR and any single variant he has from Goose Island because... That stuff's the shit. I mean, (laughs) sorry to have to swear, but, I mean, that is the shit when it comes to bourbon barrel-aged beer. When it comes to, I mean, the guys that pretty much started it all off or, you know, modern days started it off. Anybody else can lay claim to it, but these guys were the pioneers in it, and shit rocks. I mean, stuff I have is good from... Divine Mud and, and from but quite honestly, these guys have been open less than a year. They they've no cred compared to somebody that's been doing this stuff since ninety five. Ninety 94, or 93, wherever anybody wants to say it started, but you know, somebody been somebody's been doing it that long, they pretty much have it down. You know what I mean? So Amen. That's well, it. you know what? <laughs>
3: That being said, man, uh, you piqued my interest. I'd love to try some of that Divine Mud. That sounds wonderful. So uh, I guess we have a consensus here. Man, I'm just every sip of this thing, it just gets better and better. And I uh, just re- noticed another passage on the label. It says, intense aromas of blackberry, cherry, vanilla, and smoke. It is all that, man. And, uh, God, stout aged in rye barrels with blackberries, candied cherries, and sea salt added. I don't know who came up with this recipe but they they deserve uh, a gold medal cuz this stuff it's the shit as Doug out would say. She so beer of the hand. week Urban County Regal Rye. There you go. Uh Brewery of the week. Right on. I, don't think, well, I guess that about does it guys. Yeah, it's been a been a couple weeks. We uh we had a little uh, break there but uh we're happy to be back and uh look forward uh now that the uh, now that stout season's here, I think we're going to be able to Crank out some uh, a lot of episodes and a lot of quality episodes. We got some great beers uh, hitting the shelves, and uh, that we look forward to sharing with everybody. So keep listening.
2: Well, and, Listen. and yes, keep listening. But and tell you what, I mean, as as we said earlier in the episode, it's it's just a few beers from Chicago. We got some more stuff coming. We got some stuff coming from Spike, uh, spiteful, from Pipeworks. I mean, some really great stuff that's happening in Chicago. If you didn't hear what you drink and we missed it and you want to hear it on an episode, hey, just hit us up at michiganbeerguy.com.
3: Yeah, or at beer nuts podcast.
1: Yep. or Hey, uh, maybe send us a picture on Instagram at beer nuts podcast whatever there or you go. email beer nuts podcast at christophermedia.net
2: i mean we'll get to all of them i swear to god i mean there's so many and it's it's almost mind-boggling to take a city like chicago and think what has been put out in the last 10 to 12 years as opposed to what was there the 10 to 12 years before that it's it's mind-boggling it, and it's all good it's all really good
3: Hannah, we, we, we do have a listener that may actually uh, come on the show pretty soon. So uh, I'll share that with you in the next episode.
1: Ooh, a tease, as they call it in the business. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, make sure you are going to uh, michiganbeerguy.com, <clears throat> michiganbeerguy.com, and you're clicking on Win This Glass. Get yourself a michiganbeerguy.com tulip glass. There's only five left, guys. Yeah, oh,
0: come
2: on, get it in. We're going to to order more.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to order more yeah and on that note thanks for the shares thanks for everybody who's been listening we're available oh we have been but uh just remind you again there are also to uh, google play go there they have podcasts now you can get us there uh you know like us and share us on facebook uh retweet tell all your friends tell that's what you gotta do if you like beer uh which apparently people do and uh gotta thank the craft beer community for supporting the show uh, other than that, uh, Jr. I believe we're ready to go to Mexico. Yeah, you know what?
3: Yeah, before we go to Mexico, I oh. just want to say, not only tweet us out. You know, hey, just uh, just tweet us out a picture of what you're drinking, whatever it may be. Because yeah. uh, you know we're as interested in what you're drinking as you are in what we're drinking.
1: Yeah, so. we we get those on Instagram quite frequently, so uh, you should that? don't just limit them to Instagram. Right, gonna I, gonna know Instagram. I know it's picture based. I know Instagram is picture based, but they don't do it on Twitter too.
3: All right, we'll keep them coming. Keep Tweets, pictures, and keep the beers flowing.
2: So, as they say in Old Mexico City,
0: Amen.